I just looked at the movie poster for this movie on IMDb, and now I hate myself again. Like, I'd forgotten. Uh, <laughs> hey, can we just do a Florida Georgia Line episode? <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, ask for a refund. I'm Kent Garrison. <laughs> I'm Brian Gill. And I'm Richard Barton. And this is Mad About Movies. You sound insane. You realize that? The whole world got crazy. Mad About Movies is your go-to podcast for all things cinema. Each week we talk movie news, rumors, and rumblings, and we give you a detailed analysis of a chosen movie of the week. Don't worry, we will warn you before we go into spoilers. And please stay tuned till the end for our weekly recommends in which we each suggest something that you need to check out ASAP. And remember... You can find all our episodes and contact the show at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. This week's movie of the week is what, Brian? This week we'll be talking about Carrie. I'll pick you up after school. The other kids, they think I'm weird. Carrie, favorite poem? Did you bring one? <laughs> I don't want to be. I want to be normal. Wipe that smile off your face. I have to try and be a whole person. Before it's too late. Uh, Guys, you know how we've, in the past few weeks, I've been wondering something on this podcast. And I think you guys have been wondering it too. When is a movie going to come along that knocks Now You See Me off the pedestal? (laughs) Tonight might be the night, guys. It might be. We're going to leave it to the listeners to decide that. Uh, But this is going to be good. So I won't, that's all I'll tease for. Can I, uh, can, can I, can I give a couple of shout outs right Go off ahead. the top? Yeah. Uh, first I'd like to thank Hollywood for releasing 12 years a slave and all is lost, both which have major Oscar buzz and only releasing them into about mm, 12 theaters so that we had to see Carrie this weekend. We appreciate that. Thanks a bunch. We could be talking about potential Oscar winner for Steve McQueen and, uh, that guy whose name we can't ever pronounce, but he's awesome in every movie that he does, and he's probably going to win an Oscar for 12 Years a Slave. But instead, we get to talk about this. So that's... Chiwetel Ejiofor. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Chiwetel Ejiofor. I can't do it. He's going to have to change his name so that yeah. I can say it. But Dude. I love him. I love him in every single thing he's ever done. Yeah, and I, I, there's no way I could say his name. No way. Yeah. But um, And also, I'd like to give a shout-out to... Uh, we have a, a, a dear listener who is in college right now and uh her she plays our uh she plays our podcast when she's in her room at night and her roommate Crystal does not like us so I'd like to give a shout out to Crystal and tell her that Pikachu sucks and so does all anime and you're too old for that so there you go you know what guys haters going to hate that's right that's that's but we will come after gotta... you Crystal we will not let this go unserved yeah exactly um <laughs> But yeah, we saw it. Hey, hold on, real quick. Is Crystal hot? No. <laughs> okay. Well, Good question, <laughs> but no. <laughs> Gotta make sure I'm not gonna rule Crystal out. Exactly. <laughs> we had to see Carrie, but luckily there's other stuff to talk about. Moving Yes! Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome! Let the filibustering begin. I think we should start off by talking about another movie that came out this past weekend. It actually ended up being the worst opening of a movie <laughs> in 2013. Yeah. Surprising. Because it was almost the movie we chose to do 
uh, for this week's episode, except for the fact that eight people saw it in the theater. <laughs> there's no audience. There's literally no audience for it. So, talk about what happened with the Fifth Estate, Brian. Um, it made one million dollars. Yeah, in in a paltry. Let's see, what yeah. was the? It made nine hundred and forty six dollars per, per screen. Because wow. it, for some reason, got like a fairly wide release. Um, contrast that with the aforementioned Twelve Years a Slave pulled in forty eight thousand dollars per screen. So, um, wow. you know, that's only like what is that like one forty eighth as good? So that's that's awesome. Uh, I saw an article that had the headline of like, does the Fifth Estate tanking? mean the end for benedict cumberbatch as a leading man and i i think i said to you guys absolutely not it means that yeah. nobody cares about WikiLeaks. like yep. no one cares about juliana strange or however you say his name i'm it's late <laughs> i'm not going to be able to pronounce any names tonight but <laughs> that guy's a douche so i don't think anybody gave a rip about, I, I i don't know why we got this this movie to begin with but um here's here's the thing like i think Obviously, no one really, like, understands the WikiLink thing. I, totally. I feel like... So that's... No one wants to go in and just be confused or, you know, whatever. And then I think, too, like, I don't think this would be a hit in three years. But if this movie came out in three years, I think it makes, like, five to ten million just because of Cumberbatch. I sure. think it was a little head of the Cumberbatch. Like, like people that are into culture like we are know who he is. But I don't think, like, America at large really knows who he is yet. Uh. And so, like, in two years, I'm not saying this would be... The movie wasn't very good, also. I think also if the movie was good, it would it would have done better. But but I think just on his name recognition alone, in two or three years, once he gets some really big movies under his belt, it would make a little more. But, like, I don't think people even really know he was in Star Trek. He was just kind of the villain. Yeah. yeah. I I agree with you, but $1 million is, is crazy. I mean, it's, MacGruber it's, numbers. It's weird. It's weird to think about. I mean, uh, just excuse me. MacGruber made four million dollars. How yeah, dare you? Tried it. Tried it. Did <laughs> four times better than Benedict Cumberbatch. MacGruber. That's all. That's only because I saw it four hundred times. <laughs> I mean, but you would think just by the sheer number of people that go to the movies on an average weekend, that just the fact that it's in that many theaters and it's a movie, that sure. yeah, like people kind of could be curious about like. You, by default, it should make $5 million. Just the fact that it's in the theaters on a weekend where if you've yeah. seen Gravity already, what are you going to do? You know, um, Like we said, there's a lot of movies coming out that are limited to release now. We're just – there's an awkward week last week. So it's just amazing. Like it, maybe it's people didn't know what it was about. It was called The Fifth Estate. You know, Maybe if it had been titled something WikiLeaks or something uh, – who knows? But it's just weird and crazy, and I hope it doesn't affect... I doubt it will affect Cumberbatch at all, because he's still got... Still uh, 12 year, he's in 12 Years a Slave, so... Yeah, he is. And he's no, in I, The I Hobbit coming out and everything, so... Yeah. yeah, I don't think it'll affect him at all. And I read a couple of reviews from the festival circuit, and... Uh, no and one's blaming him. No one's blaming him, exactly. Like, everybody's like, he's good. I mean, it's not, like, a great performance or anything, but he he's fine. It's just this is a bad movie, and poorly timed probably sure yeah that's just crazy and, and i thought i wanted to get y'all's opinions on that because i, I just, that's just something that doesn't happen a lot i mean a movie like that you wouldn't think would set that kind of a record you would think it would be just some random comedy 
yeah. or something. It's just – it's interesting. And maybe you're right, Richard. It probably needed a three-year window to cool down the story. The story's still kind of breaking, I think. Still it's breaking. Kind of a premature I think movie. Cumberbatch is still breaking as a movie star. Yeah. And so I think he – to say like this kills him as a movie star is just a little – like he needs to still be doing movies with – you know, other things to draw. I don't think he by himself is a draw yet, but I think in three years people will go see movies just because he's in them, even if they're bad, like this movie. Not to say this would make a hundred million dollars in three years, but like I'm serious. If this is made in twenty fifteen in twenty seventeen, this easily I think makes like five million dollars opening weekend, ten million dollars opening weekend. Yeah. Just on his name you. alone. Yeah, sure. Um some other movie news guys. We we kind of texted back and forth last week about this. It was awesome when we woke up to a new Wes Anderson movie trailer. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, guys, talk about it. Richard, give me your thoughts. It looks like a parody of a Wes Anderson movie, and I don't actually mean <laughs> that in a bad way. Like, it looks like if you were to give us like $100 million and you were like, make a Wes Anderson movie, this is what we would make, yeah. which is fine with me. Like, it's just him embracing what he does and. I don't have a problem with it whatsoever, yeah. but I mean, it's like the most Wes Anderson looking Wes Anderson work yeah. of all time. Um, so I'm, I'm psyched. It looks great. Visually. <laughs> it looks funny. The cast is unbelievable. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited. It, when I first heard about this movie and saw the, you know, the set photos and everything, I was like, surely this has already been made. Like surely Wes Anderson's already done a movie about a hotel. Like I was going through, <laughs> In my mind, chronologically, all his movies, I was like, no, he hasn't. I, I thought it was a sequel to something maybe or, you know, it's just – like you said, it's just so – why hasn't he done it before? And <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. It's just got Wes Anderson, yeah, written all over it. and Ray Fiennes um, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean it just seems so obvious. You know, that's what I mean. Yeah. And it, I – oh, man, this is, it's going to be awesome. Brian, t- talk to me about it. I uh, can't wait. It looks uh, looks fantastic. I think Wes Anderson is somebody who we we talked. We did a Moonrise episode, I think, and, yeah. and uh, I personally think Wes Anderson gets better pretty much with each film. I think I I personally think Moonrise Kingdom is his best his best film. So um, he, I mean, everything he does, I just get excited about it. And you, you're totally right, Richard. I watched that trailer and I was like, I mean. You know, look, it's not like a skill or anything when you're talking about Wes Anderson, but you could put literally anyone who's ever seen a movie in a room and say, okay, I'm about to show you a trailer. Tell me who the director is. And be like, oh, Wes Anderson. Absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah. it just screams off the off the screen, but uh, I, I can't wait. It looks great. And I'm stoked to see him add uh, Rafe Fiennes to the to the, his list of, of uh, performers that he, he goes to uh, like. Uh, Ed Norton's in this movie after he he did a bit on Moonrise Kingdom, so I think it's cool that how he kind of just collects actors and takes them from one movie to the next. Bringing Goldblum back too. Yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's strange oh. to me. I'd forgotten about uh, Life Aquatic, and you guys reminded me he was he was in that movie. It's strange totally to me that he, he hasn't been in more of the Anderson films because he's, he's kind of like the perfect guy to be <laughs> yeah. amongst that cast. Like Jason Schwartzman, Bill Murray, and Jeff Goldblum. Like that's your starting point <laughs> for every single Wes Anderson movie. So. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of Wes Anderson, I saw a article earlier today that said that Bill Murray 
was paid nine grand to be in Rushmore. Yeah. Nine thousand. That's awesome. Because he's Bill freaking Murray, dude. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> dude, us uh. three together, we could put together $25,000. And <laughs> Bill Murray, and be like, dude, this is three times more than you made on Rushmore. Right. Do our movie that we wrote. Also, and we there's get no Bill movie. Murray in our just, movie, man. Just, just, just hang out with him. Right. Yeah. But also the whole time the cameras aren't on. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't know no. how to operate the cameras, so. If know. our listeners don't know, you need to just go start Googling Bill Murray and just look at the ridiculous things that he does just in real life. Like, he is notorious for showing up at karaoke bars and just joining a group of strangers and singing with them or jamming out at, uh, like, South by Southwest at a house party. I mean, he just does the coolest things because he knows, he, he gets it. You know what I mean? Like, he gets his mystique is so much more valuable than whatever he's doing on screen. And he, I mean, I don't want to say it exploits that because he's just a cool guy. He's like, yeah, I'll do this. It's fine. It's cool. Whatever. Have y'all seen the video from last year of him doing the slow-mo walk with the, uh, the film crew? Somebody asked him for an autograph and instead he was like, no, but I'll do this. Uh, like he's a filmmaker that asked him for like a little short filmmaker. And he did this, 30 second or four or minute long, uh, slow-mo walk with, with this guy and his friends and they got on. It's, it's fantastic. It's really cool. Kent. you need to check it out. I will. One of my favorite ones is he just showed up at a park where people were playing kickball <laughs> and just walked yeah. on the field. It was like, Hey guys, can I play? And they're like, yeah, of course. And he just played kickball with everybody and like took a picture with them and walked and left. Like, yeah, <laughs> Imagine being out at some random park and Bill Murray just walking onto the field. Oh, he is oh, the best. He's the awesome. best yeah. human, I think. Yeah, he is. We haven't had a Bill Murray talk on here on this this cast. I feel like that's weird because I know I know Brian. You're a what's your favorite Murray? Um, I mean Ghostbusters is pretty strong. Honestly, I think Garfield. I think he's. <laughs> I think his bit in Zombieland is one of the greatest one of the greatest things I've ever seen on in a comedy. Like it's just it's a yeah. fantastic, just so smart and the perfect person to play that part. You know, like because it it so fits his just general persona. Um, yeah. So I I can't. It's been a while. I, I man, I I can't I can't pick anything besides that. I think that's such a such a cool moment. Yeah, mine, I'd have to go Groundhog Day, maybe, mm -hmm. or what about Bob? Kingpin. Yeah, go Kingpin. Oh, Kingpin, jeez, yeah. yeah. Wow. Man, what a treasure. Absolute treasure. <laughs> yep, American treasure, baby. The, the first one. What? Not <laughs> what? How many American treasures are there? Now, we need to we need to keep a list going of American yeah, treasures. We, we, need, to, we, need, we to, need to we need annoy to put people it on American treasure. Or something. Yeah, we uh, will, we will. It's, uh, it's, it's... It's Bill Murray and Woody it's Harrelson. John Goodman and Woody Harrelson and uh, Richard. Who's the fourth? We've got Mar or like Steve Martin, obviously. Steve Martin, Martin. Short. Yeah. And then Martin, Martin Short's Short Canadian, so oh, he's, he's honorary. Yeah. Same yeah. with Michael him J. and Michael J. Fox are honorary uh, yeah. American treasures, even though they're Canadian. They're they're what we like to call North American treasures. Yeah, it's a subcategory called North right. American treasures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that needs to be a new thing. We need to. <laughs> I'm sure there will be people that come up. We need to debate American treasure or not American <laughs> yeah. treasure. 
It's a strict group. There's people I love that aren't in. Yeah. You know, it's Look, it, we, not everybody can make it. It's all right. Um, yeah. I'm we ought to pick, <laughs> we ought to pick like a, a week movie week in like early March or late February or something and, and do a, uh, an election class or something for, uh, oh, yeah. nom- nominate some guys and, and, and women too, if we want to open up the doors to, uh, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, and debate, debate the merits. So Cheryl swoops. <laughs> what was the Cameron Crowe story that you brought up to us, Brian? A few days. I, I forgot. I knew it it's, was something to do with Cameron Crowe, but cast, I can't remember what it was. He's casting this untitled movie called the, – they're calling the Hawaii movie, I believe. Let me see if I can bring it up. Um, and I love Cameron Crowe. I think we've talked about him a little bit uh, on the show. I, I think I recommended Almost Famous yeah, one time. Yeah. Like, Ten favorite and movies. Pearl Jam. So, 20. Yes, yeah. Pearl Jam. Yeah, um, I, I love oh, Cameron Crowe. <laughs> Shut up, we bought a zoo. Uh, the cast right now includes Rachel McAdams, who is my number one all-time celebrity crush. I, even if she makes horrible movies, really? I, I can't. I can't not. Wow. So, you know. is this is this a Cameron Crowe movie about time travel? I, I mean, it's got to be because okay. she doesn't make any other kind of movies, right? Richard and I have a theory <laughs> that. Rachel McAdams is really, like in real life, is really into time travel, and it's ruined her career because she'll never do any movie that doesn't involve, involve <laughs> time travel. It's true. Yep. It's, uh, no, listen to this cast, though. Rachel McAdams, Emma Stone, Bradley Cooper, Jay Barshell, the aforementioned Bill Murray, so it's already the greatest thing of all time, uh, Alec Baldwin, a future American treasure for sure. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah. John Krasinski as well, so... That's wow. strong, quite strong. That is wow. That's intriguing. Yeah. So is it? So was it comedy drama? What? The synopsis. It's, it's in Hawaii. Nobody knows that's much you know? about it. Like it still doesn't even have a title. But it's the the IMDb synopsis is a celebrated military con- contractor returns to the site of his greatest career triumphs and reconnects with long lost love while unexpectedly falling for the hard charging Air Force watchdog assigned to him. So it's we want to do too sort of thing. Yeah, maybe it's the general Petraeus story. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, that's exciting news. Hopefully, it'll be R-rated because I think that was the biggest problem <laughs> with We Bought a Zoo. Is like I'm gonna not that Cameron Crow is like I don't know making just hardcore R-rated movies, but I felt like We Bought a Zoo was him trying to like tone it down so that he could make a family movie. You know what I mean? So. Uh, maybe kind of return to uh, return to roots there a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I, I I want I want him to make good movies again. Oh yeah, you know he's another guy like Ron Howard, who we yeah. talked we talked about when we did Rush. We we liked your movies. Just make good ones again. Right. That's all yeah. we want. That's, just that's a good make, that's a good analogy there. Just that's just make good ones. That's all yeah. we really want is for you to make good movies. Totally. Um. Speaking of directors that we love, Tim Burton Ugh. is in the news, guys. Hold on, let me paint my face. <laughs> exactly. And this involves white face paint, this news. <laughs> Tim what? Bur- Tim Burton is officially signed on for Beetlejuice 2. Is Keaton doing starring it? Starring Michael Keaton, yes, mm-hmm. as Beetlejuice. In white face paint, I might add. <laughs> so, if well, there's a project... 
Oh, it, you know it will be in 3D. But this is kind of – if they can get Alec Baldwin back too for Beat you know? Uh, Baldwin seems to be signing on to a lot of stuff since he retired from acting. Yeah. Did you I guys keep like hearing Beatles it everywhere. Uh, I just, I don't know. I'm just so out on Burton right now. I mean, I do love Beetlejuice. Great movie from my childhood. Love Baldwin. Love Keaton. I just don't think he can, like, make a good movie anymore. If, yeah, any, no. if someone else was doing it, if it was like, hey, uh, you know, they got they got Michael Keaton and Baldwin and, and everyone and, and uh, the American Horror Story, create, Ryan Murphy is making uh, Beetlejuice too. I might be a little more intrigued, but... If Burton's doing it, I'm I'm kind of out. Yeah, I are we at the point where we just have to to say to think that perhaps he's just run out of ideas? Because I'm yeah, looking no, at that's... his IMDb and it's the last time that yeah, he did Frank and Weenie too. Yeah, well, but the and last time he did a live action original movie was Big Fish, and coincidentally, that was the last time he made a good movie or even yeah. close to a decent movie was, was 10 years ago. And since that time, it's Charlie and the chocolate factory, Sweeney Todd, Alice in Wonderland, dark shadows. Great. 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 Oh yeah. 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 And Frank Aweenie. Don't forget. Well, I, 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 I didn't count that or corpse bride. Cause they're, it's a little bit of different animal when you're doing like, you know, an anime, but okay. Throw those in. But then also before big fish, the last two things he do were, he did were adaptations too. Cause it's planet of the apes and sleepy. Yeah. Home. So and he like, wrote Frank and Weenie like 30 years ago. It was the first thing he ever yeah, wrote, was working on Disney. Yeah, I mean, so that's, that's what I mean much... when he's running out of ideas. He, he's like, yeah, well, I could do, redo Frank and Weenie. Well, I could do <laughs> yeah. another Beetlejuice. So he's going to do Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, um, that's what's coming two. next. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands yeah, 2 with white face paint and Johnny Depp, I'm sure. That's... I think he has a lot of stock in Hot Topic. <laughs> and he's making his, yeah. his career choices now on what can sell the most stuff at Hot Topic. Right. Beetlejuice, man. I, I I'm interested. I'm really interested in seeing Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice again, though. You know, he, he sort of. You could see it in Clear History a little bit. Oh yeah, definitely. You he know? could be American well, treasure status. Yeah, totally. I love Keaton. You could get there. With it. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. I don't love this though. I, honestly, I'm not. The more I'm thinking about it, I don't know that I've ever even seen the first one. I know I didn't see it as a kid. Oh. Whoa. And I, I know I haven't seen it as like an adult. Adult, I might have, I might have caught it, you know, like late teens, early college, or whatever. But I'm not, I'm not 100 percent sure. That I remember the cartoons. You wrote a lot of substances then, so you that's don't. true. Yeah, yeah. Harding is a hotbed for illegal uh, drug activities, so you know. <laughs> I caught it. I think it's on like... HBO Go, Brian. You might want to check. Okay, all right. I'm because I, I remember I caught like probably the first. 20 minutes of it or something yeah. and just to see like what it looked like because I hadn't yeah, seen it since up. I was 13 yeah. or whatever but yeah Baldwin looks super young and weird like it doesn't even look like <laughs> Alec Baldwin yeah. and and it's just super Tim Burton-y it brought back a lot of weird memories from my <laughs> child like the opening shot is like a crane shot of like a miniature town you know and it, you can it's obviously a miniature set right but it's just like an a crane shot going over an entire town. It was just, for some reason when I saw that, it was like deja vu. Like it was weird. Like it's creepy. It's, <laughs> movies like Beetlejuice, 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 like all the, um, weird flashbacks and stuff. So I started yeah. having flashbacks when I was watching it. It was weird. Um, 
So I suggest, yeah, go back and watch. It, I'm not saying it holds up because I didn't watch all of it, but right. <laughs> it was just weird to go back and watch Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice, you know? Yeah. After... I wonder if, like, I'm starting to wonder if, I mean, Big Fish is is really good. Yeah. And, but all the other stuff just doesn't hold up for Like, was he ever really that talented? Was he just really overblown because he kind of had a, a unique look? I yeah. think he would just rather make money than yeah. make good movies, like. He's in the business of making blockbusters and not making. I mean, I, so I, I think topic, he could make Jeremy. some art house pictures, and I I want him to. That'd be cool. Yeah. If he he was like, all right, well, I'm not going to have any music, and Danny Elfman's not going to do this soundtrack. It's weird that <laughs> he's never I mean? like, actually. He's kind of thought of this gothic, you know, god, but he's never really made anything that was actually scary. Yeah. Like. He always does this, like, family-friendly version of horror. But, like, there's not really anything to where he's... He does a burlesque version of, like, horror movies. Like, everything he does is very... Tons of costuming, musical, dancing. Like, think about Nightmare Before Christmas and all the remakes he's done are all, you know... They're very formulaic. This might surprise you guys. It surprised me, definitely. You know how we talked about the Elton John biopic? Yes. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Well, the news came out today that they've cast Elton John, Tom Hardy, a.k.a. Bane, yeah. from The Dark Knight Rises. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. That's really, I think it's really good casting. Yeah. What do you think, uh, what do you think Brian? I, I think it's, an, I think it's an, a good choice for them. I don't know that it's a great choice for him, but that's partly just because and I, I think I'm I'm just at the point where I'm kind of done with biopics in general. Um, I mean I I love Elton John as much as the next guy, but I I don't necessarily know that I need to see a movie about his life. Like I kind of know as much as I really care to know. You know what I mean? So well, it's called Rocket Man, and that, yeah, that brings back memories of Harlan Williams' Rocket Man. <laughs> and anytime we can feature. Yeah, that would be awesome. If they do that, they show them back to back, I'm in. Yeah. What if it turns out to be a scene for scene remake of of uh, Rocket Man, but just with Tom Hardy playing Elton John in the Harlan Williams role? Oh. Would you may, would you be more or less interested in that? Definitely more. Just as interested, if not more, yeah. Um but yeah, interesting. I think the last rumor, I think we had talked about this before, the last rumor we had heard was Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And yeah, I think that would be... might have been the, this train video. It was that video where Timberlake... <laughs> yeah, he does them on uh, SNL and stuff yeah. too, I think. so. And Elton John apparently wanted it to be Timberlake. But I, I think that would have been a little too campy, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even, I mean, even, campy for Elton John is even... Yeah, I was going to say. That, that might be right exactly what he wants. But. If they want it to be people to take it serious... They got to get an actor oh, in there. Totally. You know? also, totally. Yeah, exactly. Because you cannot. I mean, I love JT, but the, I mean, look, not not able to carry a movie at this point. Not a good movie for sure. How dare so. you? <laughs> I just yeah. saw Runner Runner for the sixth time. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Runner. What? Let's talk about this. Runner Runner. What happened here? Did you see it, Brian? You see, no. you see everything. I haven't seen it. I don't. Are get you going? To go are you going theater. to see it? Uh, I'll probably watch when it comes out on like DVD. It depends on how early it comes out on DVD. Cause there's like, I do my best to see as many movies as I can before the end of the year, you know? 
And then I'll give you like another month or two at the beginning of the next year. But after that point, I've moved on to 2014's movie. So if this doesn't hit DVD by like March, then I probably won't ever see it. Oh, it will. It'll be out by Christmas. I would think so, but you, you, never, you never know. It'll come out Christmas Day just so anyone who, <laughs> anyone who didn't get their their in-laws a gift, get them right. run a runner on DVD. Yeah. <laughs> At Walgreens on the way to the Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I thought that Tom Hardy for like thirty one dollars. Thirty, they're so overpriced. <laughs> Barnes and Noble too. No. Don't ever try to buy a movie at no. Barnes and Noble. No. Oh, you want a Blu-ray disc of, uh, you know, two thousand five's movie, like Vin Diesel movie? Oh, that'll yeah. be forty nine ninety nine. No joke. Oh. They oh, it's. I'm sure you know Richard working at a, a Borders. Yeah, I can tell you why. Uh, those are so much more expensive, but no one would care, and it's just a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> yeah, I know there. I know why. Um, so we talked about the Tom Hardy thing. That's interesting news. I think I like to see him do something like that. He needs redemption after Bane, in my eyes. <laughs> uh, not his fault though, for that. But and more biopic news. We talked about Sasha Baron Cohen gonna be Freddie Mercury, right? Uh, that's not happening. You know, he, he dropped out because he wanted it to be R. Queen didn't want it to be R. Queen wanted it to be a family-friendly affair, which is ridiculous. But anyway, so they've come out and said, the band Queen has come out and said that they want Ben Wishaw of Skyfall to play Freddy. Yeah. And so that's what it's looking like. I mean, if he says yes, which he probably will, what does he have to lose now uh, after Cloud Atlas? But... <laughs> oh, um... What do you guys think about this? Brian. Don't care. Yeah, I, I said at the time, I, I I think the only reason I would, not that I'm a huge Sasha Baron Cohen fan or something like that, but I think that he was the right person for the part. Yeah. So yep. that could have drawn me to see He could draw an audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we're, I just think he was the right guy for the part. So if he's not gonna, if he's not in it and it's going to be a watered-down PG-13 I just, like I said, I don't. I'm. I think I'm done with biopics unless it's unless there's some sort of some sort of draw beyond just the the general subject of the movie. I just, I just don't care. I feel like if you've seen one biopic, you've pretty much seen all of them. So I'm just not. I don't know. I'm, I'm down on this. I don't. I don't really care. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I don't think you could tell the story of Freddie accurately and have it. PG thirteen. I just don't. Yeah. Like for for cinematically, like I want to see, I want it to be like no. I mean, not that I think it's a great movie, but Oliver Stone's The Doors. Like, did you, mm. Jim, did you got if you're gonna show Jim Morrison, you need to right. show Jim Morrison. You know, and I feel like Freddie had a dark, a dark life in a lot of areas too. But I think yeah. you can't go into that with your kids in the audience. You just can't do it. Right. So, yeah, I. I, I I'm 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 saying now I'm not going to see it. I, I, this to me looks like another Jobs with Ashton Kutcher, <laughs> which I did yes. see yes. only yes. because I'm the biggest Apple fanatic, fanatic and Steve Jobs fanatic. I just wanted to see it, just to see it. Um, not I don't feel that way for Queen. They don't really interest me on that level. Maybe if this is like a Zeppelin biopic, I would see it or something, just, yeah. just out of curiosity's sake. But yeah, I just Sasha. I hope Sasha comes back and does it. They've been, you know, that's the only way I'll see it. Um, but there's one more thing I want to mention, guys, uh, for movie news. Anchorman trailers. 
Anchorman trailer. I haven't seen it. Oh, two new ones came out today. Extended, like three really? minutes each. Yeah, what are your, what are your impressions? Give us a, give us insight on this. Uh, I hope it doesn't give away the whole movie because there's so much funny stuff in the trailer. Yeah. I can't. Um, but it might just be stuff that's not even in the movie, knowing how much those guys shoot. I, I hope that's the case. So funny. They're both so funny. I really enjoy some of these Dodge commercials that Ron Burgundy's doing for... Have you seen uh, any of these? Yes, yes, I love them. No one has yes. the guts to tell you about the glove compartment. Right. Yeah. I, I posted the dancer one on my on my blog last week because it, it kills me. The extended version of that is hilarious. Richard, the um, the novellian of us, did you hear he's coming out with a book? Ron Burgundy. Yeah, he... Memoir. Yeah, uh, memoir. <laughs> are you gonna buy it? Are we gonna read it? Oh yeah. I'm sure it's I gonna be awesome. I'll audible it. I'll audible it. <laughs> yes, oh, please. Yes. Oh. He's also coming out with a Ben and Jerry's flavor. Yeah. Called Scotchy Scotch Scotch. <laughs> of butterscotch ice cream. That's so genius too. Yeah. The marketing behind this yeah. is, how did is that awesome. Take, how did that take ten years? Right? Yeah. I feel like the world just discovered Anchorman. Like, in the last two years, everybody's like, you know what's a really freaking funny movie is Anchorman? <laughs> yeah, I told you that in 2004. Yeah. Like, let's, I don't... Yeah. That's one of the few movies I remember, like, in high school, going and seeing with, like, 25 friends. Yeah. And it just same. being, like, probably one, of the best, one of the best Friday nights of your high school. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, it was just the yeah. funniest thing to, like... It's funny now to us, but back then to high school kids, it was like, oh my lord. But yeah, it was yep. greatness. I, I, I've said, I've gone back and watched it. It holds up pretty well. Yeah, and oh yeah. Totally. We're going we're gonna to have to watch it before before we go see Anchorman 2. Yeah. Definitely. I still say... Not that I had... I, I still don't think Anchorman 2 is going to even touch Anchorman 1. And if, if it does, I'll be extremely impressed. Real. Yeah. I'd be very impressed. Uh, so one more, the thing I wanted to mention was, guys, Monuments Men uh, has been pushed back to 2014. So it doesn't look good. The, that long trailer where they release, yeah, is not good. Yeah, it looks too. It, it needs time. Like it might yeah. be a World War Z syndrome, guys. And they might need to fix it. Well, that's Maybe I mean that's part biggest. of what Clooney said in the, in the release today. He he basically said, look the. The special effects don't look what we need the way we need them to look, and I will not release this movie until until it looks right. So the that's a good, it's really terrible too. It's there's it's like there's a way too much explanation in the trailer. Yeah, it's just George Clooney convincing people to, and it's like campy. It is it's slapstick almost. Yeah, yeah, it's not funny. It looks like Leatherheads again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, it's, not- I'm nervous. But yeah, I'm nervous too. Glad it got pushed back then, so we'll have to wait a year, I guess, to see right. if it's good. Well, they're it's, gonna push, we're going to wait a whole year, or we're just going to put it out in January or February? I thought it was February, maybe. But oh. out of well, Oscar that, contention that means, for this year. That means it's not means good. It's I not hadn't good. seen a release yet. I, I just well, when that. Gravity just came out, and your movie's like not even done, you're like, should I? And it's Clooney, well, you know? And He's like, Wolf on Wall Street uh, moves the same... <laughs> To the same release date too. That that had to have been part of it because Wolf on Wall Street was supposed to be mid November and then it got bumped to Christmas Day, same time as Monuments of Men. So I, that had to have been part of the decision as well because that happened like within two days of each other. 
I want to get one. Are of we these. sure Clooney's Clooney's a good director? No. Like I know he got off hot, but like his last few movies, Weatherheads. Uh, what was the one? Uh, Ides of uh, March. Ides of March. Yeah. Like you know, maybe. He, I don't... He, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, Good Night and Good Luck is great. I mean, he's he's yeah. a really talented person, producer, writer, obviously actor. But I'm starting to wonder if I'm starting to wonder if maybe his taste is a little off lately. As a, as a director. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. And I wanna I wanted to pull down one of the. Monuments Men tra- uh, posters that said "This Christmas" on it at the theater because <laughs> it's like, oh, that's going to be a collector's item. It's not coming out, but <laughs> yeah, it's we'll have to see. I mean, it's ner- I'm ner- I'm nervous because I love John Goodman and Bill Murray. I I'm not on the Matt Damon train nearly as much as you guys are, so you oh. guys are probably more nervous than I am on that front. But man, super nervous. But I did see the Out of the Furnace trailer. I don't yeah. know why they showed it before Carrie. Uh, oh. It made no sense to me. Every other trailer that they showed was just the bottom of the barrel movies coming out the f- beginning of January, like this Valentine's Day, <laughs> a remake of Endless Love. <laughs> and just like, oh, they're like, oh, the people that are going to go see Carrie will love this, you know? And I don't know why they showed Out of the Furnace because no one that saw Carrie and paid money to seriously see Carrie is going to be like, oh, I'm going to go see Out of the Furnace with Woody Harrelson, Casey Affleck, and Christian Bale, you know? Which looks awesome, by the way. It does. It looks super dark and gritty. I mean, oof. Oh, it's Harrelson being insanely Harrelson-y. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. Crazy, like drunken Woody. Classic Woody Harrelson. Classic American like, pre-deal with with uh, McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. Woody Harrelson. Yep. Man, he's given he's given McConaughey Pre- a run for his money. Pre-Freaky man. Friday with McConaughey. That's- <laughs> yeah. He really I'm is giving him a run movie. for his money. He's like, he's like, man, I can't let Matthew have it this year. Yeah. I got to do yeah. something dark. So he did. I- yeah. Or that he was just super bummed out and wanted to do something dark after he did Now You See Me. After Now You See Me, I'm sure that's what happened. He's like, cleanse. he needs to cleanse his soul with good cinema. Yeah, I want to (laughs) kill some people. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now. And they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter 
get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. <laughs> Speaking of now you see me, let's talk about Carrie. If I concentrate hard enough, I can make things move. There are other people out there like me who can do what I can do. You know the devil never dies. Keeps coming back. No! One of the most confusing things about this movie, and I'm using quote fingers if you can picture that in your head, mm. is what who who would enjoy this? I just I just don't <laughs> I just can't think of it, it's like it's targeted towards people that are over the age of 17, but before they go to prom. <laughs> so there's about a eight-month window there of kids that would really enjoy this movie, I think. Well, they succeeded in my theater because that's the only really? people that were there. It was me and my wife and probably 200 kids oh who gosh. are probably not old enough to be – like they had to sneak in. So, I mean, the entire theater was just jam-packed with – 16 and 17 year olds. I nearly killed myself, guys. It was it was rough. It was rough. Oh man. I just kept picturing you and your <laughs> what, wife. Cuz they were all so hot or what? Yeah, I just couldn't handle it. I just kept oh, picturing okay. you and your wife, Brian. Oh. And I was like, "Oh, I just felt so bad for y'all." We we immediately <laughs> regretted our decision. Like, we sat oh, yeah. down and it was just like, "What are we what are we even doing here?" Like, I knew it was going to be awful when my biggest pet peeve, and I think I texted you guys about this. Like I, my theater of choice is the rave because it's, it's like a mile from my house and it's a good theater. It's fine. So I I go there for almost every movie that I see these days and they have this, uh, this extreme theater is what they call it, which is, it's spelt just like with an X, like there's no E, which is a pet peeve of mine as well. Like that's so nineties to me to say X to start to replace extreme with the big X or in something in Z. That's another thing that drives me crazy when it should be an S. You know what I mean? Ants. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. C, but that worked because it was 1997 when that, you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> let's knock it off now. But no, uh, we show up to the theater and uh, get tickets. And it was like kind of a spur of the moment thing because my, my parents, we met my parents for dinner and then they took the kid. So we had a night off. We're like, let's go, let's go see a movie. And we went to see this. And they have it in the extreme theater. And I'm, there's this movie called Gravity, guys. And it's the biggest movie of pretty much of the year. And certainly that's in theaters right now. And it is specifically made for screens like this one. And for some reason, we're, we've got to see, we've got to stretch carry like an aspect ratio that doesn't fit on the screen correctly <laughs> so that we can watch it in the extreme theater. I mean, it's, it was, I, you know, I knew walking in, I was like, this is, I, what am I doing? What am I doing? This is just <laughs> such a mistake. Uh man. 
So, talk to us about the movie, Brian. <laughs> um, well, I laughed in this more than I did in Now You See Me. Um, I don't think they intended me to, but, but like, guys, this is just... <laughs> I think Now You See Me is worse because I... I don't know, man. Man, it's... <laughs> Dude. Look, I think... I, I've been thinking about it ever movies. since. It, I've been uh, comparing the two, yeah. But it's just... This is... They're in two different directions because, like, Now You See Me, I think part of what makes it so bad is that it thinks it's good and that really makes me angry. <laughs> and part of the reason this is so bad is because clearly clearly nobody involved with this movie thought it was going to be any good. Like they stepped onto the, onto the set day one and just, they were all bummed out and sad that their agents booked this part and just, man, this is going to be a really crappy movie and correct. Correct. It's just, I, yeah, uh, it there's, and, and also absolutely no purpose for it to exist. It's, I mean, I don't like horror movies, but Carrie is is considered to be a horror classic, and and I would I would agree with that. But also, like, there's a reason why that movie was made in 1976, and this is 2013, and it it's like they wanted to. You never could tell if they if if this movie intended to be like an homage to the the, the first one or just a straight remake or rip off really is what it amounted to. So it's like, it, I don't know. It just felt uninspired and lifeless and purposeless. The entire, just the entire movie. Just, it's just a bad, just bad, 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 bad. Brian, I agree with everything you said, except for one thing. Okay. I think everyone in this, I got the impression that every single actor in this movie was trying really hard. Really? I don't, I don't, like, Every teenage actor they got was like, oh, I'm going to be in the new Carrie movie. Yeah. Oh, I better, you know. <laughs> Didn't you get that impression? And like Julianne Moore was going just, I don't know what she was going for there. I, but it I seemed like, like she was being serious to me. And I Chloe like Moretz Moore, Yeah. I feel like Julianne Moore and, and Chloe Grace Moretz, like, to me it felt like, <laughs> it felt like trying to, seem like you're trying. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, I yeah. hate this. I know it's terrible, but I'm going to try my best to pull out a good performance and I'll, I'll do all the stuff that you see in a, in a movie that makes you think, Oh, that was a good performance, but there's no, like my heart's not in it. So it just, it just, Oh, it's just so flat. You're probably right about the like kid actors though, or the, the high schoolers, mostly because none of them will ever be in another movie. So this was their only <laughs> opportunity to prove themselves. And I mean, Oh God. I mean, they're just, they're just that's really bad guys. Oh. Uh, let's, Let's get Richard's first impressions before we start getting into specifics about the awfulness of of this. By the way, we love movies. We don't do this podcast to bash movies. Right. But when there's a bad one, we'll bash it. We are not yeah. we're not afraid. We're not afraid to that. Uh, Richard Barton. Speaking of bashing, what did you think of <laughs> Carrie? Loved every minute of it. Um, <laughs> Oh, by the way, well, every minute of it I, was great. Uh... Uh, you mean twenty <laughs> yeah. minutes? Yeah, but I mean about twenty minutes that I made it through. Yeah. I told Brian on Monday I wasn't going to see it. Um, I was like, I just don't care enough about the listener. 
Um, or you two as friends, but um, <laughs> the guilt got me. Found myself there yesterday afternoon. And, uh, you know, it didn't make it all the way through. Um, not really one redeemable thing. I'm kind of starting to worry about Chloe Grace Moritz, whatever her yeah. name is, Moretz. Like, psychologically worry about her. Not so much career. <laughs> but this on the heels of kick-ass. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, that's too. Tough. Yeah. On the heels of Dark Shadows, by the way. Ugh. Oh, man. Yeah, she might just be boxed off with poison. Yeah. Um, and quality movie poison. And I think she seems like a sweet, talented person. A uh, yeah. little, you know, person. Uh, teen- I don't know. I feel weird saying teenager. Um, if you'll, really good in but, Hugo. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's really good in a lot. She's great on 30 yeah. Rock. Yeah. yeah. She's good. But maybe, you know, she needs to fire her agent or fire her parents or not. I don't know. But yeah, so you're right. The last three things I've seen her in, Brian, are uh, <laughs> Dark Shadows, oh. this, and Kick-Ass 2. Yeah. And that and is... Brian, she was in movie 43. <laughs> I know. I just looked at that, and I, I never saw her because I only made it through about 20 minutes of that. But that's yeah, not a just... solid day, man. <laughs> I would say between Dark Shadows, Kick-Ass 2, and this movie... That is at least 40 minutes of my life. I will never get back. <laughs> uh, Gosh, I wish I could do that. Uh, it kills me. Anytime I'm sitting in one of these terrible movies, I just, I, I look at my, my clock on my phone and I think, I bet Richard left 20 minutes ago. I, and I just, <laughs> I can't do it, You're but I wish I could. Bit. I know. I do. That's my one good trait. Um, yeah, no, this was, I mean, you know, can we stop remaking, I'm not, this is an original thought at all, so please don't think that I'm trying to make it, but it needs to be made. Can we stop remaking good movies? Or yes. like classic movies? Yes. Just, how about movies that like should have been good and were yes. bad? Yes, Robocop. That's the perfect movie to remake. <laughs> Carrie, yeah. you do not need to remake. Like, ugh. Exactly. So, you know, um, I <laughs> think this is... It was so stupid. Julianne Moore. I love Julianne Moore. Mostly because she's always, mostly because she's always naked, but also because she's a great actress. No, I'm kidding. No, but she, she's a wonderful actress, and yeah. I've seen her do things that are unbelievable. And she's in this, and she is like just eating scenery, and this character doesn't make her character doesn't even make sense logically. No. Like, yeah, no, it makes her, no sense at all. There's no, no logic in this movie whatsoever. Yeah. What I'll go into motive? specifics later about logic, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. There's no motive to her. And then is, is Carrie supposed to be sympathetic? Cause she kind of wasn't. And then they like, they like, she like Googles or whatever, like telekinesis. <laughs> right. That's yeah. what I, that's what I, <laughs> I gave it a good uh-huh. sigh. Which is like, well, she Ugh. goes to her library, Richard. Yeah. And she picks up a book on telekinesis and starts from chapter one. Yeah. In her like school a library. Normal kid yeah. would do. Like every kid does. Uh. Goes to the school library. Gets a stack of books. And every school library has thick books on telekinesis, <laughs> by the way. Just want to point that out. Gosh. It's right next to the Aleister Crowley occult stuff in your yeah. school library. Yeah. Guys, there's not a frame <laughs> of this movie that's watchable. No. There is not one scene that's that makes sense, that's worthy of right. being watched. There really isn't. 
and it's. I, I propose a bet to you both. You're in. You've you've committed some sort of crime, <laughs> and it's a bad crime. I'm not gonna say what it was, but it was bad. And the judge sentences you to one of two sentences, but you can only choose uh, one. Oh, I you have to do watch this, again, this movie. Richard. You have to watch this movie. In et- for eternity, every every minute of every day, this movie will be on. <laughs> or, or, the Florida Georgia Line video stay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I choose the uh, I choose Florida Georgia because. Whoa! Listen, whoa. but here's what here's the thing because I think uh, I think the the snap cut ridiculously fast paced cutaways that that that. Uh, video is displaying would uh, would drive me insane in about three and a half weeks, and then for the rest of eternity, I could just sit in my chair and not under like not process anything. So there's that. That's really that's actually a smart good yeah. job. You fixed the system. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry. Continue, Kent, with your uh, professional podcast host. <laughs> when she first discovers her telekinesis. She's in the principal's office, right? And she shatters a a water cooler because everybody has glass water coolers. God, Kit, have you seen the original? Like recently, at least, because I can't remember enough about the original to say. Wait, was that was that in the original movie? Like that exact no, scene? I can't. You know what? the The original one is on Netflix. Yeah, and I didn't watch it because I was like, I really need to wait because I know it'll be better after seeing the new one than Ugh. vice versa, you know. Because <laughs> if it resembles the first one, and I went and saw the new one after it, and I'll be like, oh man, it just ruined so many scenes I just saw right. yesterday or whatever. But I'm gonna go back and watch it, and I'll have to get back to you on that one. But Dude, but I don't, I I don't, I there's no way because I feel like the first movie was a horror movie. This movie yeah. is not a horror movie. I just no. don't understand the tone of it. Right. It, it does there's no there's less this could have been PG thirteen if there was Easily. less I think it less, was supposed um, to be blood and at some point. Yeah. Quote yeah. unquote blood. But I mean it's just so ba- so bad and not scary at all. Um if you're gonna like Richard, if you're gonna make remake a horror movie, um, say you know Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, and Evil Dead that have come out in the past few years, those movies have been very violent and pretty scary. Um, if you're into that yeah. sort of stuff, they're that they yeah, get, they mission accomplished that on, on those movies. Yeah, sure. If you're gonna, this is the complete opposite of that. This is like a dumbing down like. This was the the um, scene in Kick Ass Two where yeah, Chloe Grace uh, Moretz hit girls at high school for an entire yes, movie. Yes, is what it was. Yes, and she's not convincing in this part at all. No, to no, me, she was just bad. unwatchable. Like the way he, the, the way she was slouched slouched down and like looking at the camera, like uh, not straight faced the whole time and, and yeah. just tried to play awkward. She, she can't play awkward. It was she's, horrible. It was yeah. a horrible performance. Like let's, let's just yeah. be honest. Like, I think she's a, I think she's a good actress. I think she's got talent, but I mean, this, this is one of the worst performances I've seen all year. And absolutely. And the, the thing that killed me, have you guys, I, I'm, 
I would guess not. Have either of you guys ever seen any of uh, any of the OC, the TV show from the Oh yeah. Aughts? Oh, okay. So yeah, every uh, episode of it. <laughs> all right, there we go. Uh, so Ryan Atwood on that show, uh, played uh-huh. by Ben McKenzie. Like the thing that I actually, I think the OC is a really pretty solid show for what it is. And I, I liked Ryan Atwood quite a bit, but he was, I mean, he was kind of, the guy was a kind of a terrible actor at that point. And everything that he did, he acted only with his eyes. The entire, for the entire first season, he never has a facial expression. He just conveys everything with his eyes, you know? And so it's like, oh, he's scared. Oh, he's got scared eyes. You know what I mean? Things like that. I felt like I was, I was watching... I feel like Chloe Grace Moretz like had never been in a movie before and only watched Ryan Atwood on the OC to prepare for this role. Like every scene she's trying to convey something with her eyes, but it is just so painful and rudimentary that you just, I, I spent pretty much the entire movie just going either laughing uncontrollably at how bad it is or giving the heavy, like, Oh my gosh, like heavy sigh, you know, mostly because of her, like this is she is really, really genuinely bad in this movie. Yeah. She's really bad. She she's she uh I smell a razzy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um <sighs> she's 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 brutal. Yeah. No, this is and, it, and that's what I mean, and she's not without talent, but man, she I, I, I don't know if she's adjusted well to be playing like an older adolescent. Mm. Like she still tries to be like kind of pouty nine year old and it just doesn't really work anymore. Which I hate criticizing a, a minor for their right. <laughs> flaws as an yeah. actor, considering she's ten times more successful at sixteen than I'll ever be. Um, but still, like she's not really like engaging any as, as much as she was when she was younger. And sure. I'd like to see her recapture that because she seems like a really neat, you know, young person. I'm old. I just said young person. <laughs> a youth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, there's just. Where, where, what more can we talk about that's that's bad? I mean, there's well, so much bad to talk about. Yeah. It's horribly um, outdated. That's that's a big yeah. part. Like you mentioned earlier, Kent, the the water bottle bit, uh, the water <laughs> jug. Like, like that was to, I was time? thinking, I was like, that's in the script. Yeah, shatters water cooler. Right. It was. They're like, time? how are we going to shatter a glass? How are we going to shatter a water cooler? I guess it's got to be a glass. Exactly. Uh, like, there's no logic at all. No. Like, and there's tons of stuff like that. Like, every set feels outdated. It it feels like... It, this, the movie feels like it was made in 1978. Like, it's it's so outdated. And I kept, I kept thinking to myself that it was supposed to be set in the early 80s or late 70s or whatever. And then, like, Fallout Boy... I know Boy what about, about the first one. Like, oh, I know that right. there's the... There, I know that there's the shower scene in the first one. I know there's the prom and everything. So there are elements that are based on the original. If that's what felt 70s to you, like the 70s style uh, prom I, I, and everything, like the them being in their gym, I think right. maybe that was stuff like that was an homage to the, the first totally, one. Totally, but it, but it doesn't work here. Literally every aspect of the movie. Like yeah. I, I really did. Like There were several moments where I thought to myself – I'm watching, this is set in the 80s, this is set in the early 80s, and then somebody would bust out a cell phone, or Fallout Boy would come on on the soundtrack, you know, or something <laughs> like that, and I was like, oh crap, this is supposed to be present day, like, even the teachers, dude, like, the English teacher, yeah. <laughs> that basically calls her out for what she, she read in class, like, you can't do that in 2013, you, you really couldn't do that in, in 
I don't know, even 10 years ago, like you get fired for that stuff. And this is, these are like major plot points of the movie that absolutely make no sense and feel like they are straight out of 1977. Yeah. So let's try to make sense. What, what was Julianne Moore? Do we ever figure out what, why she was possessed? I never understood why she was possessed. Um, so basically Carrie gets picked on at school and then murders everybody <laughs> Yeah, and murders her mom. Right. And the end. Yep. And she, no, she dies too, by the way. Or the does end. she? Right. Because no, she gets. Yeah. I'm just, oh yeah. I'm yeah. just guessing. By the way, I didn't see the didn't even yeah. see the movie. I'm just gonna guess. Well, Richard movie. saw the whole movie. Didn't want to admit it. We know. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I was out long before that. But I'm I'm, I'm assuming there was some sort of. They have to change the ending a little bit in this one. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, the I way she dies. Spoiler alert: The way she dies, Richard, is that boulders uh-huh. fall from heaven and destroy the house because that happens. So yeah. I don't. I, I was wondering. Did like, that make her, any sense? You can't. I had no, no idea why that was. Her house was falling down, yet there was an earthquake. It just at her. I house. didn't understood, understand understand why. Why, if your yeah. house is falling down, it's not going to make an entire movie theater shake with noise. First of all, well, it was like it, it sounded like the movie Twenty Twelve Roland Emmerich destruction. Yeah, it did, and it was it like did. a small one story house falling down. <laughs> And there were all the no like, all the boulders were crashing down. Like, where are these boulders coming from? Yeah. I don't even, it doesn't make any sense, dude. The worst, the worst, the worst line of exposition in the entire movie. And this this really made me think of Now You See Me because Now You See Me has the classic, which we talked about. Like when the when the uh, random FBI agent uh, says, "Hey." You know how uh, Jesse Eisenberg makes all of his uh, his cohorts wear GPS tracking devices? And you're like, no, why did that happen? Like, why would he do that? That doesn't make any sense at all, except to further this plot point. Sure. There's this, there's this bit where she's talking to her mom towards the end, and she's talking about her possession or her telekinesis or whatever you whatever's happening. And she goes on this rant about how we know that grandma was a witch – and we know that sometimes it's the gift skips a generation. So may, so that's probably what happened to you, mom, but it came to me and it comes out of nowhere. And I was like, I just turned, I turned to my wife and I go, did I fall? Did I miss this point where she found out that grandma was a witch and that, that I, I didn't understand yeah. any of this. And this is what like, I'm saying. There, there had to have been one line of dialogue where they explained the entire movie. <laughs> right. That I didn't catch yeah. Yeah. because I don't understand a thing that went on. Uh, no. storyline wise with this it's yeah I agree with you there's so much so much bad here and the the I laughed out loud in the theater at this one particular moment and I don't know if you guys noticed this so the the blonde girl I don't know her name uh, Susan I think it was yeah blonde yeah. girl in the movie she doesn't go to the prom because she wants her boyfriend to go with Carrie <laughs> Right. And so her boyfriend's like, oh, you're gorgeous and stuff. Well, I don't know why she wants her, her boyfriend to fall in love with Carrie. <laughs> Let's back I don't this understand up. that. How many, how many 17-year-olds in 2013 are named Susan? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, continue. I just – I yeah, anyway. They, um, so she's in the shower, the blonde girl. She's at home. She's in the shower. She's not at the prom. some reason, she has her cell phone in the shower. Yep. Gets a text. <laughs> 
uh, by the way, uh, they're cutting back and forth to the prom. So they they start playing a song at the prom. They cut back to her. She gets the text. They cut back to the prom. Same song is still playing. They cut back to her. She's getting ready. No, she's leaving her house yeah. to come up to the prom. Right. They cut back to the prom. Same song is still playing. <laughs> she pulls up to the prom. Same song is still playing. So it, they probably just played uh, that song 25 times in a row at the prom because that song kicked off the night or something. Right. Well, but logically, and, that made no sense to well, me. And I was like, and, okay, and literally 45 minutes just transpired and one song has been playing at the prom the whole time. Right. And you're, oh. you're skipping a pretty major plot point there, too, because uh, or, or plot hole, I should say, because she gets this text that says, uh, you know, we're about to we're about to mess with your friend or whatever. And instead of I mean, so we've established that cell service works both in her house and in the prom. We have already seen earlier about like 20 minutes ago her texting with her boyfriend who is at the prom with the person that's about to get blood dumped on him. But she doesn't think, maybe I should text or call my boyfriend. She thinks, I better jump in the car and immediately get to the school. Guys, we can talk We can talk all day about how bad this movie is, really. But I just wanted to warn the listener, don't see this if you were planning on it. There's no value. No. It's not scary. If you're, if you're like, oh, well, at least it's a, it's a horror movie for the Halloween season. No, it's not scary. It's not a horror movie. Go see a scary movie. Uh, hopefully one comes out in the next few weeks or so for halloween but you know what find a theater that's showing like the original halloween or something sure like come on <sighs> yeah i agree yeah. like why why this movie serves no purpose it, it did not need to be remade no it's, it's weird because the lady that directed it directed boys don't cry which oh, is yeah. an oscar movie like that right. that was a good movie like what the heck <laughs> uh. no no like i think richard is right or you were right, actually, Brian. Maybe everyone just did phone it in on this. Maybe they were like... Straight cash, homie. Straight. Yep. Ah, yep. I, I just uh, don't think... I I was so convinced that they were... Try, that Chloe Grace Moretz was trying to be seriously dramatic in this. I, I That's the only thing. Like All bad acting aside, I can't forgive Chloe Grace Moretz for this performance. I just can't. No, it's like, terrible. It's, it was just hor- horrible. It's worse. Than, it's a hundred times worse than Kick-Ass 2 to me, this movie was. Yeah. If this movie's bottom of the... This movie might be worse than Now You See Me. It might be. Like, honestly. We need to we need to have a carry Now You See Me back-to-back, end-of-the-year, <laughs> throw-down party, bash mm. it, and just record it for the podcast and give it away for free. Give, we need to give away our Now You See Me commentary track. That's what's happening. <laughs> Come in. Come in. Let's take pre-orders. Uh, guys, grade for Carrie. Uh, F, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give negative F. <laughs> F on the complete opposite alphabet spectrum. So, yeah. Richard. Straight F, homie. <laughs> nice. So go see Carrie. It's a great little, little film. <laughs> and you'll enjoy it. And take your kids. Because they'll learn there? a lot of things oh. about oh. life. There was a kindergartner in my theater. Guys, so that, I wanted great. to – you'll like this, Richard. So when I saw this, there was probably four other people in the theater. Ugh, I, I was you. I was the only one in the theater by the end of the movie. Nice. Everybody walked out except for me. My <laughs> people. I was like I have to at least do this because I, it was epically bad. I at least have to see how bad it is at the end. It was 
It was worse than I had imagined. Let's get this over with. Let's do weekly recommends. Weekly recommends. I want to recommend something Halloween related. It's a documentary on Netflix. It's about haunted houses and people that do haunted houses. It's called The American Scream. Really cool little documentary. Um, have you guys seen it? I've not seen it. I know what it is. I, I uh, saw it come across my recommendations this week. Richard, you seen it? No? I have not. No, I haven't. So check it out. It's really, really funny and well done. You know, like, people people around here go more crazy for Christmas than they do Halloween. And, you know, Christmas lights and everything are a big deal around here. But I, I wish I lived somewhere where people went crazy for Halloween. Because the stuff that... The money that people spend in this documentary to make their house decorated for, like, one day... Unbelievable. Yeah. At, least, at least Christmas, you can have your decorations up for a month. But, like, Halloween, it's, like, kind of... It's just creepy if you have your decorations up, like, in November and stuff. So, yeah, check this check this documentary out. It's really, it's really well done. Cool documentary, uh, The American Scream on Netflix. So, Brian, what do you recommend? Yeah, I'm going to give you a quick double pick. Uh, the Way, Way Back, which was... It's still oh. probably my favorite movie of the year, and I think all three of us quite enjoyed it. Uh, hit Blu-ray and DVD this week, so uh, I've already picked up my copy. If you haven't seen it, please go see it. It's 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 not going to get any kind of award buzz uh, because it's just it's just too strong of a year. But um, man, we we all really liked it. I I uh, I can't I can't recommend it enough. So go check that out. Um, but I also wanted to to pick a I don't know if we've ever done this before, but I wanted to recommend an article that uh, I, I sent to you guys today. I did uh, last week. You yeah, did, that's right. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I'm following right in your, your lead. Um, the article is on Grantland.com. It's by Mr. Andy Greenwald, who is uh, a fantastic TV critic and, and, and writer. I, I highly recommend you follow him on Twitter if you don't already. Um, but he wrote an article for Grantland today called How We'd Fix It for NBC. Um, if you don't know, NBC is just, their ratings are tanking across the board, particularly in their... Uh, comedy lineup, which is what NBC is really known for over the course of the last 30-ish, 30 or 40 years, really. I mean, we're getting close to... But anyway, 30 years, uh, comedy has been uh, the biggest, a big part of the NBC lineup, and they are just tanking and struggling. Um, we all here, we, 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 love, uh, we love TV almost as much as we love movies, and sometimes more we love to talk about it. I, I think all three of us are, are pretty... Fascinated by the ins and outs of TV and the decision making that goes into that, um, so the article basically gave five uh, things that NBC should do to regain their strength and, and and get a boost for their network as a whole. And they're all like a lot of times you read an article like this and you're like, okay, I, I see where he's getting in. A couple of these points are really good. All five points, absolutely. NBC should take this article and put it into practice tomorrow. Like they should do this immediately. Um, but, uh, I really enjoyed reading it and, uh, I think, I think our, any of our readers who are, or excuse me, our listeners who are TV watchers would, would enjoy reading it as well. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I meant to ask you guys how you've been keeping up on the, on the TV pilots, but we'll, we'll save that for next week. Um, Richard, we can recommend. Yeah. Uh, Brian, you stole mine with the way, way back. So I'll go. Oh, sorry, gonna, it's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to come at you even harder or something that you hold even more near and dear. Oh, no. November fifth, November fifth, complete uh, complete box set, Boy Meets World. Oh. Yes, 
the box set. So I'm going to recommend it before you get a chance. So pre-order now on Amazon and enjoy the wonder that is Boy Meets World, the complete series. What is the what's the scoop on Boy Meets Girl or Girl Meets World or whatever? If they're shooting right now. Comes yeah. out next year. Fire oh, it next year? I thought it was going to come out soon. Man. No, nah, it's, it's sometime in 2014. I, I did see I, a – I saw a picture of the whole cast Yeah, the other day. Too. Yeah. Man, they need to just do Boy Meets World again. Screw the new show. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Why are they not doing it still? It makes no sense. Like you know that would be the number one show on like NBC on a, on a yeah. random <laughs> – it would. Like on Monday night, like what does NBC have on, you know? Random uh, – Sean Saves the World yep. or something. Right. Another yeah. Matthew Perry show probably that they're pitching. Right. As long as it's got Mr. Feeney. That's all I need in my life is Mr. Feeney. Exactly. Um, anything else you guys want to mention about Carrie before we – and uh, this week's stuff before we, nope. before we get out of here? No. Nope. Brian, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at bgill 12 and uh, you can find my writing at canbabiesdrinkredbull.com. Richard Barden. You can find me on Twitter at CarryFan666 or at RichardBarden.com. You can find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison. You can find the show on iTunes. Just search Mad About Movies. Leave us five stars because we're awesome. Even if you hate our podcast, leave us five stars and tell us why you hate us underneath that. How about that? It's a good idea. I guess, guys, until next time, we will see you at the cinema. Bye. See ya. Goodbye. If you're lost in a zone, or you're sinking like a stone, carry on. May your path be the sound of your feet upon the ground.